Welcome to the Change Creator Podcast, where entrepreneurs come to learn how to live their truth, get rich, and make a massive difference in the world. I'm your host, Adam Force, co-founder at Change Creator and co-creator of the Captivate Method. Each week, we talk to experts about leadership, digital marketing, and sales strategies that you can implement in your business and life to go big. Visit us at changecreator.com forward slash go big to grab awesome resources that will help drive your business forward. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Change Creator Podcast. Happy to have you here for another episode. Um, If you missed the last episode, it was with Trudy LeBron, and we talked about creating an anti-racist business. Uh, It's been a big topic, obviously, with everything that has happened in 2020, Um, and she has a lot of experience in supporting companies to kind of see where um, changes can be made, and um, I think you're going to get a lot out of this conversation. So if you missed it, um, it's really powerful stuff, and it's very important. So hopefully you get a chance to circle back, check it out. So for this next episode, um, I have myself, Danielle and Amy. So Danielle uh, and Amy are both co-creators of the Captivate Method. We are coaches there, uh, one of our programs. And we're getting together to talk about um, your niche, you know? It's funny how so many people, you know, we start our businesses or we're a few years in, whatever your case may be, but we're not really clear on what our niche is. (laughs) Many times we think we are until we start digging a little deeper or until we start realizing that we're not getting the sales or we're not attracting the right people that we had in mind as our ideal customer, right? So um, we're gonna talk about why you need clarity of self, um, what a niche is and you know why it's important um, and what does it mean to your sales, right? So if you've been struggling to sell and really um, you know, attract your perfect customer, this is gonna be a really important conversation for you to check in on. Um, so we're gonna dive into that in just a minute. If you guys haven't had a chance, stop by changecreator.com forward slash go big. Uh, we have a new training up there. You can check it out. Uh, all about authentic brand storytelling. Um, this is one that I took on myself and I'm gonna walk you through all kinds of really good uh, insights that will be very valuable for you, all right? Um, this has been my wheelhouse for the past 20 years in business, branding, brand identity, storytelling, all these types of things. Um, And there's some really powerful insights that I share about the industry, what's going on in the market. So I think you'll get a lot out of that. There's just a lot of value. So just carve out. um, It's about an hour. So it's an hour uh, within uh, uh, Q&A, like like some frequently asked questions at the end that we go through. um, And I kind of walk through all kinds of stuff. So uh, check it out. It's changecreator.com forward slash go big. You'll find it there. Um, All right, guys, we're going to jump into this conversation and talk about your niche. Okay, show me the heat. I know you're going to dig this. What's up, everybody? So (laughs) what are we even talking about today? We're going to talk about the infamous power of niche. Right? <laughs> so I, it's something that we continue to talk about a lot um, internally here at Change Creator and with the Captivate Method because a lot of students and people that we mentor and coach, they struggle um, with finding that niche or a lot of times they don't realize they don't have the niche and that's mm-hmm. why they're, they're having a hard time with their messaging and having a hard time with connecting with their 
actual audience. So there's a good example that I think Danielle has. So Danielle, maybe just a quick intro for yourself and you could share that great story that you have. So much fun to have you here today, Danielle. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's super fun to hop on these lives with you guys. Um, always a blast. So yeah, my name is Danielle Sutton. I'm one of the uh, co-creators of the Captivate Method along with Adam and Amy. And yeah, niching is something we talk about a lot with our captivators. <laughs> it's something I have a lot of personal experience with and all of the people that I've coached over the years, it always comes up, right? Because as Adam said, it, you get it's something that you can really get tripped up on. If you're feeling like you're unclear about what to say or or you feel like you know, you're being vague or wishy-washy, it's a niche problem, right? So um, it can go miles, miles uh, in terms of helping if you, if you kind of talk it through and get clearer and clearer. So for my example, my personal example is when I started uh, my company about seven years ago now, I really started with this idea, I want to work with nonprofits. I, had I ever worked for a nonprofit? No. Had I ever started my own nonprofit? No. <laughs> um, but this was, you know, I was really passionate about social entrepreneurship, um, using the power of business for good. And I, I saw um, from my own perspective, like, wow, the nonprofit industry is, you know, ready to take this by storm. And like, I'm the one to help them. <laughs> so, um, just <laughs> right. I mean, I was, you know, young and naive and I hadn't had seven years under my belt yet. So I thought this would be no brainer, like no problem. Um, and just because you see an opportunity of how you can help, if it's not aligned, which is what we're going to talk about, it's not necessarily going to be the best fit. So what I learned through trial and error is that um, I was, you know, speaking about nonprofits, integrating more entrepreneurial strategies, and it just kind of like, it was it felt dull. It just kind of didn't land as well as I wanted. I wasn't getting people, um, you know, coming to me excited necessarily. I was just kind of like roaming around talking about this. And, uh, and it wasn't until I started to talk more about my own experience as an individual entrepreneur who, you know, didn't set up a nonprofit, but was still using the same strategies and principles. I was um, a solo entrepreneur. Once I started speaking more about my own experience, I was attracting those types of people. And we had really great conversations. I was able to um, create a lot more impact and connect with them a lot better because I was also that person, right? Um, and it just felt so much better. Uh, they got a lot more value out of it and I felt way more aligned and I knew exactly what to share and because I, I knew what their struggles were. So that's kind of the first theme we wanted to talk about today is that that clarity of self um, goes a long way in, in aligning and landing on a niche that's going to really work for you. Um, so, I, you know, I still was doing the same type of work, but very specific for solo entrepreneurs um, who were starting potentially for-profit businesses and not not in the nonprofit bucket. doesn't mean the work they were doing was that different, um, but the messaging was totally different and the path was quite different to get yeah. there. That's a, that's, a, that's a good story that gives a great example. And it actually reminded me of the same exact thing. You know, before Change Creator, guys, 
I was trying to create hemp water bottles and I tried to start a, a, a media page for like a Facebook page for like rainforest protection. And as I was right, I was literally writing articles on rainforest, like biodiversity, all these things and trying to become in that, like really un, uh, become an expert in that space. And it felt like something I was passionate about because I hate seeing the rainforest is <laughs> destroyed. But it also, like you said, it didn't feel like it aligned. Right. So it's something I chose Right. Mm. Instead of something that I uncovered that was in line with who I was, that that clarity yeah. itself. And I literally still have my old notebook. Um, it's like one of these small ones. I was writing so many notes traveling on the trains when I was working back in the day, trying to figure this all out. And I would have all these notes about going and I didn't even know what I was doing at the time besides figuring myself out. And I called it self inventory at the time. I was taking an inventory of my, my skills, my passions, my gifts, like my values, like all these different things and trying to figure out how to like connect these dots. And then finally I came to this conclusion that I was leaning into the wrong niche based on who I was. And then it led me to change creator and it's a complete reflection of who I am now. That sounds like a lot of coaching that we do in the captivate method yeah. is like, let's get you really clear on who you are and who you can serve the best because all of us social good leaders and social impact people, guess what? We want to help everyone, right? Mm -hmm. We want to help as many people as we want. Yeah. So many people that come to us have big ideas. They want to create movements. They want to create serious change in the world. And we love that. We want you guys to go viral. We want you guys to have your big ideas. We want everyone to know who you are, but it can't, it doesn't start that way. A movement starts with, you know, you helping the right two people. Yeah. So, yeah. That reminds me, Amy, of um, a client that I worked with who d is uh, an urban farmer. So he's really passionate about climate change and soil health and healthy food and um, would, you know, do spin farming in the city. So take over people's lawns that they weren't using and grow food and like do the whole thing. Um and he, when we would do our sessions, like he had so much passion about soil and all these like really big, big issues. Um, but he just needed to get his hands in the dirt. But there was always this confusion of like, I want to do speaking. I want to do a course. I want to, you know, start, um, do more activism around this. But at the end of the day, his business was spin farming and he had to go get his hands in the dirt. And so there was this, always this tension around it. Um, and, you know, we did a lot of talking about how can you be part of that bigger thing, but do your one piece. Um, yeah. Anish gives you that power to really make a difference in that in that one piece. That's a really good point is that Anish can give you so much more power in the bigger scheme, in the bigger picture. Yeah. There, it's like a superpower. <laughs> it is. A superpower that that you dial into, right? And I think a good example actually is uh, an amazing human being who's in the Captivate Method that we worked with closely, uh, Ruben. Because what is what does niching actually mean to your sales, right? That's one of the things we wanted to talk about today, and it made me just think of this. Um, you know, Ruben is a rock star, and he had all kinds of experience of training, like Olympians as a coach, and all these other high performing pro athletes and stuff like that. But when he decided to go online, he kind of wanted to scale as big as he could. That was the objective of going online: is reaching mm -hmm. as many people as possible. And he had this big heart that he put out on the internet, which was, mm -hmm. "I want to transform your life. I want. I believe in collaboration." I believe it. and it and it got so diluted from what he did like offline right 
And so we looked at everything and he had no clarity on anything. So what does it actually mean to your sales? Well, after we worked with him very closely, we went through all these crazy processes. We found his theme, his niche, right? And within just two months, he started selling a $1,500 program. And instead of feeling like, ah, I don't really want to sell. I just want to help people. Now he feels like I can't wait to sell because I'm selling something that I know is transforming someone's life. And it's so in line with who he wants to be and how he wants to contribute back. Right. Yeah. And so what does it mean to sales? It means you actually get sales. <laughs> yeah. And, and the transformation. And the yeah. transformation. Because if you are purpose building your solution for a very specific person, you can purpose build it so that you know a, B, C, D, E, they are going to take the right steps and get the results. Exactly. If you're kind of building a general solution, the steps are going to be general and you can't guarantee the results like you can when you're very yeah. specific. And it's really harder to get up that hill when you're talking, when you're thinking in general terms and you're thinking reaching everyone, when you really narrow your focus and narrow your niche, it becomes really easy to create a new product, to create a new offer, to create and some new marketing things because yeah. everything is so specific and niche. I mean, I like to think of my friend, um, a local friend who has, who is a baker and she um, had really a lot of success in the Kate in the Cato space. Like she lost weight and she was feeling great. And she started just to have a little Cato bakery. So this is like no sugar, um, Cato. I like, I don't know everything about the Cato diet, but, um, it's, you know, higher fats and whatever, but she wasn't just, she didn't just start a bakery. She didn't start a small business. She started a Cato bakery locally and her Facebook group within, I'd say a year got to like 22,000 people. Because yeah. she was so neat. She was like, anyone know anyone in the, the Kitchener Waterloo area that I live that wants to do Cato or wants sugar-free baked goods that are um, that don't use gluten knows that knows to go to her. And her business just expands, 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 expands all the time. I was like, every time I see, I, I talk to her, she's like, Yeah, I got another five thousand people in my group. And yeah. it's like so crazy because it's just so narrow. But she could have just been like, I love to bake and I wanna bake and I want to help everyone with my baking and she would have really gotten stuck in that area right because yeah, yeah I mean that's a good example of um we were just talking before we came on about how do you actually know if you're niche down enough right uh, what are the signs yeah. where you um because it, again it can be hard to see yourself and that's why the it's so beautiful being in coaching and in group programs because you have people to reflect things back to you and ask you questions. And sometimes you get some big light bulb moments there, but um, how do you guys like to define, like, how do you know if someone's niche down enough? Are you asking us? Yes. No, I, I was going to keep talking, but I'd rather shoot it back. To you. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, you're going to know because you're going to attract the right people to your business. So for example, um, Amy's friend who has a bakery, I would not be buying. <laughs> keto. That's not, it filters it both ways, right? You're going to yeah. get the people who say, Oh, I need gluten-free. I need keto. And I'm going to say, well, that's not for me. So now you're not going to have people who are going, Oh, this is interesting. It might work for me, but I'm not sure. So you don't have that anymore oh, when you yeah, have a niche. You have a, I know that's for me, like specifically, mm -hmm. right? I'm not gonna People can raise their hand. There's no, there's no um, vague, like maybe I could use that. Right. They're like, no, that's me. I need that. Thank you very much. Please come yeah. help me. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, that, 
Another good sign is when people can introduce you and they know exactly what they do. When someone else can tell your story or tell your little one line what you do, mm-hmm. you're pretty you're pretty clear. It's like when we have that wishy-washy vagueness like Danielle was talking about before, that's when you know that you're not niche enough. It's like if someone else can say, Danielle, um, I want to introduce you to so-and-so um, who does this because I know you do this, then... Yeah. yeah. And that's exactly what happened to me, Amy. Right. So with the, yeah. my first story, um, people were always very confused at the beginning. Like Danielle does this weird online stuff with entrepreneurs. I don't really know what she does. <laughs> <laughs> and over time, as I got, as I got more clear about myself and how I wanted to work with people and who I wanted to work with, then, um, people started sending other people my way because they knew that I could help them. And so yeah. then I was yeah. receiving input or uh, receiving, uh, inquiries and not, going after um inquiries and that's also a good sign is when you're referable and uh yeah, yeah people send their friends to you for oh, a certain thing the membership person the nonprofit person the story like you know very specifically and it's easy to to point people in that direction i yeah. love that and i will i will tell my little rachel miller uh story <laughs> that we mentioned there because she's a rock star in the facebook rock star in the facebook space and people might think that if i go niche i won't make as much money right so that's like a that's like a limiting belief that people have and they mm-hmm. get fomo fear of missing out um so i want to reach everybody and i want to get more but actually marketing to more people is very expensive um, and you get less return for your money. So uh, the quick example was she was telling me we had a phone call one time. She's like, yeah, I have this uh, woman who's one of my students and she has a, a Facebook page for like accountants who are women in their forties or something like that, like really dialed in, you know? And it's like, she was telling her like, how many people do you think really you're going to get here? And she's like, well, and so she had a, a page of just like, I think it was like 165 or 200 people on the page and that's it. And she was making $10,000 a month of reoccurring revenue, which blew my mind um, just from those people. So when Rachel was like, Hey, can I share your success story and a link to your page for people to see like how you have it all set up and everything? She's like, no, 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 no. Cause I don't want anybody that uh, is not my audience to come in. Right. So she really drew a line in the sand there. Um, but the power of the niches you know, very specific group of people who are going to be very passionate and loyal to what you're offering. Um, and small numbers can have a lot of value if they're all engaged and they're paying customers, you know. Definitely. Well, that's a um, good segue into our little analogy that we like to share about niching in terms of if you think of all the resources available to you to get your message out and find uh, the ideal people to work with, you can think of a little drop of food coloring, a little blue dropper, mm-hmm. right? So imagine one little drop of blue food coloring has all of your time, your money, your energy um, that you have available in 24 seven uh, amount of time in your life to, to connect with the right people. So if you take that one little drop and you drop it into a Tupperware of water, is anybody like, is the water going to turn blue? No, it's just going to be clear. It's going to stay exactly the same. That little drop just disappears. That all that energy and effort just goes poof, right? Yeah. If you take that same drop of energy and you drop it into a small little glass of water, it's going to be blue and you are making a difference. It's visible um, and it's contained. It's, it's a smaller audience, but it's way more impactful. So that's how we like to think about niching. That's a really great visual. There's a book on a similar topic, the red, red, red ocean, blue ocean. Blue ocean yeah. Yeah. I, it, it's such a, it's a good way to help 
think about that. And it makes a lot of sense because the, a lot of major categories, the top level categories, health, you know, wealth, like these things, like they're just so saturated, big players in there throwing lots of money. Like that's the blue ocean. That's the blue drop of water. Like you're never going to stand out there. You're just going to get crushed until you go another layer deep and then another layer deep and you start creating your own red ocean, right? That's like unique into its own self. So yeah. part of it is like, how are you going to stand out if you're in an ocean of saturation that's just going to crush you with big players? Mm -hmm. for that clarity of self comes back in to play again because it becomes your differentiator. If you yeah. figure out what your story is, what you do, how you can help so specifically, that's where your marketing has so much power. That's where your business has so much power because it becomes your differentiator and you get more and more niche and you're yeah. like, really put that tiny little glass so that you are so bright. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, I was literally talking about this with one of our captivators last week. And um, when you're in an industry where it's a little bit generic or um, more of like a commodity, like, like web design or fitness training, um, like some of these things, there's just in every neighborhood, there's somebody with a business offering the service and it's great. Like people need all of that, but you need a way to stand out from the crowd. You need a way to differentiate yourself with your own stories and with the niche, the layers, like Adam was saying, and it makes the world of difference. And yeah. I remember back in my agency, when I, when I was really focused on my agency and I first started figuring out this niche for yourself is a process and it's not easy. Like it does help to have coaching and mentors and people that are helping you clarify that because most of us just think that like, if I just promoted myself as a content strategist, that's enough. Like I do content strategy. And as you dig, as you dig in, and I mean, personally for me, I was very too, way too broad, did not figure out what I could, <laughs> did not figure out what I could do. And like, we do help a lot of people in like in the Captivate Method with this because people come and say, oh, I've got my target audience. I've got my niche down. And then we ask questions and then we say it, it becomes it's, it's something that you can't just, I feel like nobody can just do perfectly by themselves. It's not, you don't create your niche in a bubble. No, no, no. It's tough when you're so close to something and you have your own, cause you have your own beliefs around it and your own limiting beliefs. Like we talked about the FOMO, right? So you may not acknowledge those about yourself, but they will be holding you back and keeping you at this niche that you think you have. Um, so when we ask questions, this becomes such, it became such a topic of discussion in our coaching calls that we created additional lessons in the program to go really deep on the topic. Because if, if you're not nailing this, um, you're going to struggle to get results. And obviously we want everyone to get results. So that was an area that came up so much that we actually put in that extra content there um, to talk about it. So Mm -hmm. yeah, it's important and it's tough when you're, when you're doing it yourself. I, st I struggle too. Like I struggled for a long time trying to figure out niches for different businesses and stuff. And it can be really tough if you don't have someone to bounce it off of because um, you have your own blocks. Yeah. And you know what the funny thing is, is because it's so aligned to your clarity of self, um, when we are thinking about ourselves, sometimes we miss the most obvious things. And so oftentimes when we go through this process, um, you come full circle and then you're like, of course, like that, of course that makes sense. Yeah. How did I not see that? It's because it was so close to you, so obvious. Mm -hmm. um, so that having that opportunity for reflection and conversation is so valuable. <laughs> it is. 
I know we're going to wrap up here, but one other thing I want to say is like, haven't you ever have those moments where it's like, you're like, okay, someone says something, they teach something, they do something. And you're like, Oh, I get it. I get it. And you like have it in your head. And you're like, okay, that's cool. Whatever. I got it. <laughs> and then like a couple months go by and someone else like teaches it a different way, different perspective. And all of a sudden, like this light bulb goes off, like you just said, Danielle, and you're like, mm -hmm. oh, now I really do get it. How did I not see this before? Like, yeah, I thought I was clear. I mean, yeah. I've had that happen to me on the most basic concepts where it's like, you get these newfound layers of clarity. It's like, and then you say it to your, you're like, oh my God, I had an epiphany. And then you say it out loud to yourself or to like your partner, like I would tell Amy. And I'm like, this is like the same thing we've heard a million times over. Why did I never see it the way I'm seeing it right now? It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Every day you're a new person, right? Uh, new perspectives, yeah. new experiences, and it yeah. all adds up. But yeah, I've totally done that too. Oh, man. <laughs> all right, everybody. Thanks so much for joining today. We will see you on the next episode. Awesome. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning into the Change Creator Podcast. Visit us at changecreator.com forward slash go big to get access to free downloads and other great resources that will drive your business forward.